Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Barbershop Window Podcast, episode 45. It's been a while. I hope you missed us. I am your host, as always, Chris Vigilante. I am joined currently by everyone's favorite, uh, now Floridian, Rob Zanzanier. How are you this evening, Rob? I'm, um, I'm a little bit uh, injured. I, um, I took a tough pile driver to the pavement. My neck's a little uh, banged up, but uh, I'm pulling through. I'm happy to be back on the show. Glad to talk to you. Uh, hopefully Shane doesn't call in so we can uh, be productive and get back the, the show back on track. Yes, we haven't been back in a while, but uh, I guess you could consider this, what, season two? The beginning of season two of the show? Is that Why what not? we want to call our hiatus? It's not like we, we've missed much, uh, anything relevant. you know. no. No, nothing's gone on in the last month that 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 that's worth talking about. Well, I'm gonna do something we haven't done in a while, and that's plug the phone number. If anybody wants to call in and talk to Rob or myself, uh, maybe Shane if he decides to show up, uh, just dial us in six four six seven one six four seven zero six. But uh, so Rob, I haven't talked to you in a while, Rob. How have you been otherwise? How's the move good, down good. to the Sunshine State? Uh, it was good. You know, it was planned a year in advance. Um, I kept my place down here. Um, uh, for those that don't know, I was in New York for a little bit over a year, back in New York, originally from New York, and uh, basically looking to interview for jobs, and I finally did, and uh, I switched back down here just so you know, a bunch of logistics, getting a car, um, figuring out uh, new new job stuff, computers, phones, emails, all that nonsense, uh, logistics. But other than that, uh, thankfully everything's fine. Uh, ready to get uh, season two underway. Good, good. Well, a lot has happened. You know, we had some back and forth about what we should talk about, considering everything that's kind of happened since we've been off. I think we settled on two things to kind of focus on. Uh, maybe talk a little Royal Rumble later in the show, but I think uh, for us anyway, our enjo- for our enjoyment purposes, I think the, we decided the thing that we want to talk about the most is New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 9 show, which is a, uh, happened about two weeks ago, and uh, was a hell of a show. Let's just say that. Uh, you know, before we go through everything, Rob, did you did you see the show? And what did you what were your overall impressions of it? 
Um, I tried to watch it on the first replay, which was like, I think it was like midnight one night. I don't even know. But I, I, I couldn't get it through my cable operator, even though it said they would have it. I couldn't find it through the um, uh, the guide. Um, I ended up just finding a streaming service of one of the replays. I got pretty lucky. It was uh, very straightforward. Um, I mean, I'll run through it real quick. I think the uh, um, the first match was entertaining, but I think, you know, it was kind of a spot fest, but I think that's what it was meant to be. Um, my two main matches were really – well, actually, there were a couple. The, uh, the um, What's the third title called again? The uh, the, the Never title? Yeah, I thought that was a good match. Um, I guess there's history between those guys. Uh, you can probably talk about it a little bit better. And obviously, the Nakamura match was uh, uh, on a different level. Yeah. And then obviously, the uh, main event, uh, Okada Tanahashi 7, I guess. But uh, we could talk about those more in detail. What do you think of the show? As, as overall, as overall, um, I, I listened to the English broadcast, actually. And JR was, you know... I kind of it was odd. They were kind of, you know, explaining that a bunch of times that the, they had to explain a bunch of things. Things weren't clear. It was a little awkward. I, I might have actually preferred listening to the Japanese commentators. Yes. Uh, well, unfortunately, Rob, your prayers have not been answered because in your in the interim, we have been joined by Shane. So, hello, okay. Shane. Welcome back to the show. Hello, guys. Can everyone hear me okay? Sure. For once, we can. Okay. You sound better than ever, actually. They should have never let Shane on the Barbershop Window podcast. That's what I've been saying. I missed that noise. I know. You have sorry. They should I'm never sorry. let John Cena on the track with Wiz Khalifa. <sighs> Why did I pick up the phone when you called in? <laughs> So anyway, what are we talking about? We we're talking. We just started talking about Wrestle Kingdom Nine. So hey, what were your before thoughts? we get to you, before we get to you, I I agree, Rob. I think um, well, Jr. and Striker. I think they started off slow. Um, you know, the kind of getting into the groove. I think I thought by the end of the show they had really picked it up and kind of hit a stride, and I was enjoying it. But yeah, I I realize how much I love listening to the Japanese commentators. So. I think, you know, here on out, I, I, I would be more than fine listening to the Japanese commentators. As far as the matches themselves, really, um, every match was was excellent, uh, maybe with the exception of the two uh, multi-man, uh, and I don't mean the uh, the junior heavyweight tags. I'm talking about the Bullet Club versus uh, the Hanma and Kojima and Tenzan match and the, uh, like the Noah guys versus... Um, some of the Suzuki Gun guys, the, 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 those matches weren't anything special, but the rest of the matches were were very good, right? The opening was a little fast, a little spotty, but, you know, they didn't give them much time because they were worried about the time window. But a lot of the matches were excellent. The Makabe Ishii match was excellent. The Naito-AJ Styles match was excellent. And then the final two matches on the card, probably two of the best matches you'll ever see close a pay-per-view with, you know, for me, the um, Nakamura-Abushi match for the IC title being the standout five-star match for me all the way, and Tanahashi and Okada was right behind it. So just a great pay-per-view, something I wish I could see more often, especially from WWE. 
Shane, what did you think, bud? Real quick, I wanted to um, add. Just yeah, the general. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Minutes for it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention Naito and Styles. I thought um, this was kind of Naito's uh, coming out. I think he really got over. Um, I mean, I, it was a pretty good match, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, no, it was a fantastic match. And I loved how they kind of mixed storyline and reality and brought up uh, the guys who had been hurt by the Styles clash and, you know, really made the storyline that the Styles clash is, is the most dangerous move in wrestling and basically made it so that when Naito finally got hit with it, it was, you know, seeming like the most devastating thing that could have happened, which was, you know, really the nice was to great. see. Off the rope, yeah. Yeah, it was. All right, Shane, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Just, yeah, and my general reaction, obviously, I loved every second of it. Um, I, 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 the the Styles Nido match is sort of overlooked with those two gems at the end, but I thought that was like an excellent match, like really good storytelling with it with the Styles clash. Maybe that's job to start. I thought this is another good match. Um, I like the hot opener. I just some of the, but uh, thought that was a really entertaining, fun to watch the Japanese. Obviously, the Nakamura match was one of the best. Shinsei Nakamura is the best performers ever, I think. Sorry to be so over. He's just an unbelievably charismatic wrestler. Um, and I just appreciate, like, how he, he, you know, he has a different physique, like a different in-ring style that's totally his own. You know, I don't think he's biting off anyone. I see, like, little flashes of flair, maybe? like, just in his style, like, the way he yells and everything, but he's much more offensive and dynamic and athletic than Flair. He's just a, his ring entrance is unbelievable. What? His ring entrance. Oh, yeah, his ring entrance is unbelievable. And I think a star was made in Ibushi, and Ibushi reminds me of another person that I'm holding mark for. Um, a really overlooked wrestler and Western wrestler, that's Ethan Carter, uh, third. Um, but probably more athletic. Um, but he just reminds me of him, like just his in-ring personality, his demeanor. Just match. Um, Okada. I mean, Ibushi, uh, uh, sorry to cut you off, Shane, but like you hit it on the nail on the head. I mean, obviously Nakamura was the star of the match, but uh, Ibushi was a huge, huge part of it. I mean, without him, it's not the match that it is. So you definitely have to give credit to both. Yeah, it's almost equally. I, I think. think. I think. To make ham sandwich look good in the I'm or in, I guess in Japanese noodles, but I think you can make anyone get over in the ring. But Ibushi was great, just fucking great. Um, and then the last match, I love man Okada is so great. They, they must have such a good rivalry with Okada and Tahashi. Um, Okada, you know, I think uh, I had a discussion with another friend. I think just Okada like. In general, like, he was, like, really dropped out when he was in Mexico. Like, he didn't do anything good. I don't think he's over to a Western audience well. I just don't. Um, 
You don't think he can I, beat in but, WWE? No, I don't think. But I'd like to hear your guys' opinion. I don't think he can transfer over well to WWE. I think he's specifically a, a Japanese product, which more power to him. Like stay there for your entire life. But how? But I mean, his job at the end where you find like what good storytelling? Like it was. Uh, I thought it made him look like really strong. Um, in spite of it, like almost like a. And Tanahashi at the end there, I thought was playing the heel a little bit, doing the R and everything. So maybe they're like swapping poles. I don't position Okada as like an doll just because he's had so much success. But um, just a really great show. There's not much, uh, yeah, not much, nothing I can say bad about it from top to bottom. Even that Bully Club match, I thought it was I'm Jahan Mamark. How does everything that Dolph Ziggler wishes he could be? Uh, I think they're like similar characters, except Hanma doesn't suck and he's not a baby loser. Um, but I just thought that uh, I thought the whole thing was perfect. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, look, like I said, I I, I didn't think those 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 matches were great, but at the same time, they weren't bad and they accomplished. Uh, something and they accomplished what they wanted to, which was to highlight certain guys. You know, in that Bullet Club match, it was to highlight uh, Hanma, which it did. And in the um, the other match, it was to highlight the Noah guys, and particularly uh, Naomichi Marafuji, who is the uh, Noah champ, who I think is going to play a bigger part in New Japan this year. I mean, it did what it was supposed to do, and it was good. And like you know, from top to bottom, the whole card was great, and I loved. Other little things here and there, I kind of enjoyed uh, JR taking jabs at WWE about the Intercontinental title and how much more prestigious this one is, and basically why would you have a title in your promotion that wasn't prestigious. I also loved, and you know, we're not saying anything new here, because you know, I'm sure these everything we're saying has been said before and talked over to death. The, the way... Uh, at the end of the main event, that they really conveyed how important that damn title was by having Okada literally walking out of the ring, hysteric, like crying. It was just, it was great. It was great. It just shows you how important this title is, and that's the way it should be built. I just think all around everything, everything in New Japan is just at a so much higher level than anything we see here, whether it's in-ring, storytelling, selling. Every Everything is just at another level. And another thing we see... What we don't see here that we see there is every match was different in its own way. You know, it's not ten of the same matches, you know, because the Ishii Makabe, you know, slugfest, they just beat the hell out of each other for 12 minutes, is so much different than the junior tag title match, which is so much different than the uh, than the Nakamura Bushi match, which is, you know, so much different than... You know the Goto and Shibata versus uh, Anderson and Gallows. Like it was just every match that was different, and and it worked. And and I just wish we could see more of uh, of this kind of stuff in in the wrestling that we get. But uh, and importantly, no divas matches. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, have you seen um, over there any of the Japanese uh, women's wrestling? Like Joshi, have you ever seen that? And, Women's wrestling doesn't really yeah, interest me. And let's check uh, that. If you ever get a chance, check that stuff out because that's some great women's wrestling over there. It's really Joshi good. In particular, it's, uh, I, I've match. seen it. It's on. It's really great. Great characters too. Almost like cartoonish. Like blue pants. Yeah. Uh, 
that. Yeah, like blue pants. Dude, you know, it's funny that, like, you know, how over she got in NXT because she's actually a good, uh, you know, independent wrestler. I think she came out of Lance Storm's, uh, or no, it was a Lance Storm or the Dudley Boys. One of the, one of those two she came out of and, like, supposedly was also very good, so. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the second point we should probably it's talk amazing. about. amazing. Sorry, to change, take, change. Oh, sorry. It's amazing just not to take such a pivot, but uh, I'm sure somebody, Triple H, or somebody noticed how Enzo and Big Cass, just by talking, got over a complete nobody with no wrestling name in the, uh, you know, in NXT, just with their commentary. It's, nobody, like, somebody had to have realized that and noticed it, right? Like, how great these guys are promoting. Yeah, you'd think so, but, I mean, the problem is, is uh, I'm afraid of guys going to the main roster at this point from NXT because they've shown time and time again that they just don't know how to handle them. So now before we speak about a little bit, I guess, kind of with the Royal Rumble coming up, um, what, did you guys... Wait, wait, wait. Know- yes, yes, While on the issue of NXT, I have a quick question. Did we talk about um, Steen and uh, David's debuts in NXT or no? I don't think we we might have touched on it briefly, but I don't think we talked about um, Takeover, uh, uh, the last second. Takeover special. I don't want to, and I, I don't know if I should uh, give. I was going to talk. You know, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the next Takeover? Because there's a couple of matches already in place. I mean, we should probably spoiler alert if we're going to talk about it. All right, but, what are those um, matches? Well, the only ones I know, I just read about. Uh, and spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear, skip ahead and maybe, what, two, three minutes. Um, so the three matches that I know for sure are going to happen are um, Zayn and Owens for the NXT title, which will obviously be awesome. Uh, Finn, Balor, Finn Balor and uh, Adrian Neville are going to have a number one contenders match. So that should also be awesome. And then there's going to be a four-way uh for the diva, for the divas, for the women's, for the NXT women's title, uh, Charlotte Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks. So yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Neville and uh, David um, definitely they have a past, they have a history, right? They wrestled before. They're friends, right? I believe they have wrestled before. Yes, they've wrestled before. Yeah, yeah I mean that has the potential to be um, really special. Um, obviously, Zayn and uh, Owens have a past that you guys know a lot about. You guys can uh, expand upon. I do. I've seen many of their matches in person, and they were all great. Um, were, and I don't expect it to be any worse. It was another, my point is not, like, part of the point is just another, uh, you know, what's clearly going to be another awesome takeover special. I look forward to these so much more than like the main roster shows because every one of them has delivered uh, in such a big way. And uh, also yeah, another kind of like, great thing. But, wait, let me interrupt. But you brought up a good point. Like I'm excited for the matches, but you're right. Like, I mean, the ultimate next, I guess, is to be transferred up to the roster. Or with transfer is... Prince, believe me, because I love Prince. But I mean, like, uh, like, like all those guys. I see, like Neville's, like, like super, but 
like too small and weird looking. I think to make any like legitimate impact, like what's it going to be like a Rey Mysterio type character? Like they already have like a bunch of those, those underdogs. So, like yeah, I mean, I see the two like Kevin Owens. I don't see God. I see Ke- I don't see Kevin Owens Owens anything. I think well, his entire move set. Who on the main roster is going to take a power bomb onto the apron? Um, I mean, the thing is, he can do a lot more than that. But, well, you know, you'll see he hasn't really been able to do much in NXT yet. He's not, he hasn't really had any kind of – only had, like, one one real full match yet. So, uh, you know, you have to see more. But, I, I mean, I agree to an extent, as much as I love um, Steen or, you know, Owens, whatever. Um, I actually think, yeah, I, th- I think out of that crop, I think, you know, the two biggest – uh, the, the, the the two that are going to reach the highest in the main roster are going to be Devitt and, and Sami Zayn. I actually see them to be the... I think they're going to be the two that get over uh, I mean, the I, most. I, don't, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I don't think that Zayn is going to, like, become uh, a world champion, but I, I think Devitt, for sure, I mean, he could... I think the sky's the limit for Devitt, of all of the guys. I think the other guys will go to the main roster and, and you know, perform well, but I think of all of them... Devitt is the one who could, you know, really, really rise above and maybe be world champion one day. Yeah, I think that's true. I also, but I think Sami Zayn can easily be the next Daniel Bryan, too. He's like the same kind of character. No, so, I think they should position him. Like, I see Devitt as being uh, the uh, WWE champion. Definitely. But he has the, no, Devitt, I, yeah, I agree with that. I don't like them. I think he's going to be more of like a Jeff Hardy type character. I don't like doing the the. It doesn't make any sense. The what? Shane, you're breaking up. Yeah, your 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 connection you sucks, Shane. Yeah. I thought what it was, Shane, I, had, like I thought what? it was my. I thought I was, it was my it was my headphones that were uh, that were messing up. I wasn't sure. That's why I didn't want to bring it Wait, up. I was walking around. Is this better? Yeah, Shane, that, you're that, really yeah. bad. Your connection's really bad. But, uh, but by the way, uh, in the lead-up to the uh, next TakeOver uh, special, to get to that No More Contenders match, uh, it's a tournament, basically, right? And the one of the semifinals, uh, like Devitt's semifinal, is uh, Devitt against Kenta. So that should be awesome, too. So what did Shane say he didn't like about Devitt? I don't think he said he didn't like anything about Devitt. I think he's was talking about um, someone else being Jeff Hardy-like. It's going to be fun to listen to oh. this back and just hear him chop in and out. But, uh, hey, the, uh, How's what happens with live, with live broadcasting. It's fine. Yeah, it's, not, it's fine now, I think. Okay. But we, we um, only have a few minutes left. Um, right. why, don't we, uh, why don't we get into a little Royal Rumble discussion? Uh I mean, I guess, I mean, I think the big thing, obviously, is that Brian came back uh, a lot sooner than most of us uh, anticipated. And, I mean, I kind of, you know, it's kind of become now a two-horse race. And it's, you know, who do you, I mean, maybe there's a, a chance of a, of a dark horse. I don't really see it. But what do you guys think? I mean, without being too presumptuous, uh, who you got, uh, Daniel Bryan or Roman Reigns, to win the Royal Rumble? Or someone else, Rob. Um, I think they're gonna go with Reigns. 
Um, but they're going to be mindful of the Batista backlash effect from last year. Um, I don't think uh, Ryan should come out at 30. Um, no, I, I heard that he found out the same day that he that he made the announcement that he was able to come back. Um, I think it should be Brian, but it's more. It, it all depends on who the champion is going to be at Mania. I think if it's Reigns going against Lesnar, if Reigns wins the Rumble match, I mean you're going to assume that. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch the Rumble because that's the main event, right? It's going to be interesting to watch that after the 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 outcome of the championship match. You know, that's what I, that's what I think, think the selling point is. Think, I actually think depending on how they're going to end that championship match, that's going to determine whether it goes on last or not. I, I think if Lesnar just straight retains, then the Rumble goes on last. If you have a, especially something like a, a Seth Rollins cash in, uh, that's that's going to that's going to be last. They were talking about. Um, Rollins losing the match and then cashing in on the winner. Um, that's yes. almost too obvious. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if they're going to do that, then I would see the championship match going on last. Yeah, I mean, I'd like but to see Ziggler win it, think, but that'll never happen. I, I think it's clear. I think it's clear that this whole thing is being driven by uh, Brock Lesnar, whether he's going to resign or not, you know, most likely not. Because, like, listen, if that wasn't an issue... It, it, it's 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 a no-brainer. The money match for WrestleMania is Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar, hands down, no questions about it. Nothing, other, no other potential match that could come out of this, assuming that the Rumble win is going to be either Bryan or Reigns, and obviously one of the champions either going to be Rollins, Cena, or 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 or, or right, Lesnar. Right. The clear money match Real is, quick. Is, is is Bryan and Lesnar, no doubt. Real quick, uh, there was promotional material released for WrestleMania today. And front and center in front of John Cena was Roman Reigns. What are your thoughts on that, Shane? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as anti-Roman Reigns as I think you guys are. Like, um, like he well, definitely has presence. Like, why not? <laughs> I mean, he's got that presence. Like, he's got swag. He just like, he. I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean he sucks, but I understand Dude, he is losing, why the, he is losing that swag. He is losing whatever swag he has every single show with every single horrible promo after horrible promo after horrible promo. Shane, who do you think should win the Royal Rumble? I don't think who do you think should win the Rumble? Should win the Rumble? I'm so like uninspired by WWE. Like, I mean, I want to see Dean Ambrose win the Rumble. That's I mean, that's what I want to see happen. I, mean, that's a, that's I think he's the dark horse. Court. I think the one bright spot court. has if, been if, Seth Rollins. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, look, I see, like, personally, what I think the right move is, like I said, I, I, I still, I still, I don't know, I, I'm very on the fence because I think they'd be really, they'd be taking a huge risk not to have Brian win this Royal Rumble. And they're clearly going right back to him as, like, a major focal point because I don't know if you guys saw SmackDown uh, this week, but at the end, Triple H comes out. Not only did they put Brian, you know, in the match and, they you know, they, they, they interfered with it and everything, but the, when he, after he won, Triple H comes out and says, you're going to fight Kane next week, and if you lose, you're out of the Rumble. So they're clearly making him a focal point. 
So yeah, you have to. He's a returning that's guy. That's the right move. Oh. Let's like I, I don't know if they're going to do it because I, you know in the end, if Vince McMahon wants Roman Reigns to win, then Roman Reigns is going to win. But it's the wrong Shame. move. The right move is Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan for the title. John Cena probably versus Rusev. Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. That's these are the matches that should happen. I actually think if you want to give. You want to give Roman Reigns a big match, but not put him in the main event because he shouldn't be in the main event. You should have Roman Reigns be the one that beats Rusev at WrestleMania. What do you think of that? Shane? I mean, I think... I like that idea. I think Reigns going over Rusev would be a great, like, intermediary step. Um, But that leaves John Cena sort of without a program... Um, yeah, I you can put John Cena think... in there. With, you put John Cena in there with Dolph Ziggler when Dolph Ziggler turns because of all the shit that's been happening to him. I was about to say. Oh, that. that's a good idea too. I think the WWE all sucks. Like, I'm not interested in anything going on right now. Like, I think they're gonna bring I, Ziggler I back. Yeah, uh, sorry to cut you off, Shane. I think they're gonna bring Ziggler back and like make him come in number one, and he'll be like a Final Four or Final Five guy. Or Cena will eliminate him, and maybe that's where they get the. Um, well, Cena's not in the Royal Rumble, so never mind. But, Chief, I, I've been um, trying to ask you this question thing, for the last five minutes. Yeah. Who do you think should the win thing the Royal I'm Rumble? I'm most confused. The thing I'm sorry, I, I, I think, think Daniel Bryan should win the Royal confused. Rumble. I'm asking the Shane for the last five con- minutes. Oh, Let me talk. Sorry, sorry. Harry, we only have about you know another minute. Let Shane so, talk. Let Shane talk. Shut up. The thing that I'm most confused about in the WWE right now is Big E. Because, like, uh, like, on Total Divas, like, like Paige was grabbing Big E's boobs and everything. And then, like, obviously, any male sees it just as, like, a natural reaction. Like, it's an invitation to grab back and, like, start flirting with Paige. And he doesn't do any of this. And he's always, like, makes these weird Instagram videos with the other divas. And he's like eternally friendzoned, like by the divas and everything. They and it's just embarrassing. Gay. Like I feel sorry for Big E. They should call him Big Friendzone. <laughs> I th- I think that's the most like interesting plot and storyline in the WWE right now. Is when will Big E finally get laid and start being a man, like a real man about this? A real man. It's- and on that note, we're going to have to close up shop. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast, the return of the of the podcast, episode, uh, season two. Uh, next time, maybe we could talk a little Lucha, Lucha Underground. I'd like to talk about that. But like I said, we hope you enjoyed the show. Keep listening. Keep supporting the show. Tell maybe, people about it. You can find all our other maybe, episodes uh, at Blog Talk. Maybe next week you can do a podcast alone. Yeah, Chris, stop talking I would, so much. I would Jesus. love that. I would love that. Anyway, all the episodes, you know the drill. Blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Follow. Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow. Don't follow Shane. Don't follow Rob. Who cares? Anyway, we'll see you guys next week uh, for the Royal Rumble, if not before then, and or at least I will. I don't know if these uh, these two uh, these two jackoffs are going to join me, but anyway, good night out there, and uh, to hell with you guys. But good night anyway. Likewise.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.